Welcome to the Heroes Asylum. I am Thanatos Gain, and welcome to the Midnight Movie Club, or whatever you want to call it. We will be doing, once again, one of our watch-alongs on one of the most famous Marvel superheroes of all time, Howard the Duck. Welcome, 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 welcome once again to our Midnight Movie Review, Midnight Movie Shows, whatever we want to call it this week. We're doing one on Howard the Duck. And of course, I'm never here alone. I'm always here by the captain, my captain, your captain, and my captain also, Mr. Captain Mike Jones. Captain Mike, welcome back. Welcome, everybody. It's another Midnight Movie Review. You got to love or is it. Is it a Midnight Movie Review or a Midnight Movie Club? I forgot. I'm always getting confused. Well, it originally started as a Midnight Movie Club. And then That's it right. tripped it over to Midnight Movie Review because it's just you and I because the other club members kind of um, – you know, Let's just say moved on. Moved on, yeah. We, moved we on. Let's just be colorful and just say moved on. We missed them, but <laughs> we they, they're, still, they're still around. They're still there in spirit. They are here in spirit, I have to tell you. I mean, I they, 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 they I really are. I think they would are. definitely be here in spirit for this movie. So. so so we're here for Howard the Duck. Oh, my God, dude. Howard the Duck. This was a <sighs> vote. Thank you to one of our uh, our, our asylum members, uh, one of the greatest great inmates, because she has been uh, she's kind of been there, kind of undercover. Uh, Melissa, thank you. Uh, thank you, Melissa. <laughs> we had a, a a vote that we do every week for what movie we're going to listen to or watch. Sorry, and uh, we put our options out there, and Melissa was creative enough and smart enough to know that there is an option out there on Facebook. To add an option, and she added whatever movie Kane does not like. That's right. That's she wasn't specific about it, just any movie that I disliked. Yes, so yes, and 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 honestly, this kind of falls on a, a a Kane and Captain kind of dislike. Not a big fan of these movie of this movie specifically because just kind of how it was done. But uh, there is a lot of fun things about this movie, so it kind of works in our advantage, so to speak. So. Um, yeah, it's kind of a movie that I can't stand. I mean, not as much as the movie we did before, but um, <laughs> I don't think there's any movie out there that's that bad. <laughs> Ugh, that was a long day afterwards. But um, this is definitely one of them. And um, I guess one of the facts that you'll probably point out, but I'm going to steal from you, is uh, unbelievably enough, this is the first first MCU movie. Yes, yes, it ever. is. Yeah, MC, MCU was doing, uh, or MCU, but but before MCU, but but Marvel was doing mostly a TV. I mean, you had uh, the the Hulk, the Spider Man in the seventies, which um, I still love. By the way, you I have, a, I have count, a guilty pleasure for that show. You can count there was a nineteen forty four Captain America serial movie, if you want to count this. Now, the only reason we don't count this, and I don't count this, in as an MCU or Marvel movie. Was back then they were still timely comics. That's right. So That's right. that Captain America, as kind of good as it was, I mean, for that time frame, it was actually really good. If nobody's ever seen these things, you need to check them out. But this is truly the first ever Marvel movie. So if you guys want to fire up your Wayback Machines, we will be uh, starting off at the beautiful. 
old school universal logo. I guess you have logo, planet, whatever you want to call it. I don't <laughs> so know. I, don't I was waiting like, for you to keep going. I was like, hey, I wasn't trying to make it pretty, but it's not working out. So, are you it's ready okay. for? Are you ready to queue it up? I'm ready, sir. When uh, are you are? All right. So we're going to go ahead and give it a quick down countdown at a uh, three, right. two, one, play. And here we go. Look at that universal. Look at the planet right there. There we go. That is it. It's, again, we, we've always talked about these movies, the old school intro into movies. It's it's always been fun. Although I do have to uh, say sometimes the universal lately has been fun because they'll zoom into a certain oh, – what? Whose name is on that? George Lucas. Is that a yes. – George? And, what, and there's two moons Come on, stop it. Come on. That's ridiculous. Right that's right, folks. Ridiculous. George Lucas was a the producer of this movie post-Return of the Jedi. So this is after the Star Wars. Everything's been done. This now, did, did, did he fund this whole movie by himself? Yes, sir, he did. Uh, you can tell. Leah Thompson, this is, I think, pre-Back to the Future? No, post. Or- Actually, this was right directly afterwards. Have Jeffrey Jones, Ferris Bueller's uh, principal, and a young Tim Robbins. Now, for this movie, this was originally George's vision, his original vision when he got the rights to do this. This was actually supposed to be animated. And as you go on to watch, you kind of will see the kind of animated feel to it. Now, who's the guy in the suit? You know, playing. I never did find out the, the, the person in the suit. How about um, the voice? Is, is the voice kind of like a nobody, mainstream nobody actor big, guy? No, nobody big time. Readers um, of the Lost Ork. That's great. <laughs> I want that yeah, poster. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, a lot, a lot, a lot of hints of... Lucas World. Yeah. Uh, the actual director of this was a screen, uh, one of the writers for the Star Wars series. He was one of the, kind of the guys that cleaned up the screenplay. Mm-hmm of Star Wars, but also Indiana Jones. Willy, Willy Waddle. <laughs> rolling egg. The rolling egg. How we... I never read any of the Howard. Well, I think I read a couple of the Howard Duck comics, but um, is the intro pretty spot on? It is. Well, Howard never really truly had a true intro. He's actually started as a cameo in the Man Thing series in 1973. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, he actually the uh, the head of Marvel at the time did not like him, so he got killed off in the first episode of the Man Thing. But <laughs> this is the funny part. He got so much like fan mail to Marvel that they had to bring him back to the point that literally one of the fans sent a dead duck Jesus. through to Marvel to say, no, we need this character back because of just what he was, how he presented himself. He was he was snarky. He was he was made fun of the pop culture and and just in, in you know the, the government and it just way things were in the seventies. So a lot of people are like, no, he is anti, you know, establishment basically. 
So they brought him back a few episodes later and just continued on with it. And uh, he actually didn't get his own solo series until 1976. Mm. Play Duck. There we go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good times. If anybody's ever wanted what uh, what duck teddies look like, there you go. We've got oh no, we've got another one coming up here very shortly. Oh, that's right, that's yeah. right. <laughs> we forget about the the bath scene when the uh, the Zeta beam right here gets them. <laughs> yep. Tim Tim Robbins uh, he made a comment about this movie when um when he, he was interviewed years and years later that he said this was a great movie. There it is. Duck titties. <laughs> Duck boobies. <laughs> Just, but he made a comment. He's like, this was a great movie. Don't take it as a, a kid's movie, but this is an adult's movie, really. Yeah, it's almost like uh, prequel world stuff. Yeah, very, very much so. But he um, but he said the only thing that ruined this was the duck costumes. They just they didn't dial it in right. Considering what the MCU has done with the Lino, you know, with the little appearance of Howard the Duck now, he actually looks like Howard the Duck. Yeah, now he does. Now he not only looks like it, he sounds like it. They've and there's been kind of rumors and kick around about maybe possibly trying to bring him back. Well, he wasn't. He wasn't the uh, spoilers. He, he wasn't. Yeah, he was in the end battle of Endgame. Yes, he was. Yeah, yeah. You, not <laughs> only he is, was not only the Endgame, but he was also in um, Guardians and Guardians Two. That's he right. was actually in a deleted scene in Infinity Wars. Is he? Yeah. Um, they. It was a moment. He he stuck with the Guardians, and he went to or the uh, the Guardians went to a planet to actually go get Howard because he had information about something. And when he walked in, or when they walked into the the room that he was in, he was actually playing poker with the Russo brothers. That's great. But they felt that with so much going on in Infinity Wars, can't it, it just kind of it was kind of like a weird like speed bump. You know, it just didn't didn't fit in. But those 80 special effects. Yeah, we're doing, we're, we're talking mid 80s, straight up August 1st, 1986. It's this is a a, a ALM um for George Lucas, the 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 special effects company, it's the same one that you know did Star Wars. So you're going to definitely see kind of some dated special effects, definitely. Yeah, that duck costume does kind of take you out of it. It does. It does a little bit. Like I said, they originally wanted animated. Oh, stiletto there we heels! Go. Watch out! Stiletto heels. That guy looks like he was lost from the Lost Boys show. It's one of the vampires. <laughs> He's a bad duck. That's great. <laughs> These guys are in the wrong movie. <laughs> yeah. now, they look like a, though, they're, on the, they're from the other side of Santa Clara. <laughs> if you literally take this now, I mean, we think, you know, this is Marvel. This is George Lucas. This should be a guaranteed knock out of the park. Young Leah Thompson. There we oh, go. Yeah. She actually took guitar lessons to play this part, actually, which I, I was kind of surprised. I was like, you're not really doing anything special. You just, you know, nobody's really paying attention to your guitar parts. I think every girl that I knew back then in 86 was trying to be in a band. And they were sort of like this. Well, well, you need your crimped, you need your crimped hair. 
Yeah, need your crimped hair. A lot of bracelets. Was she uh, singing on this too, or no? That one I did not find. I do. I do know she tried to learn how to play guitar on this. <laughs> Jesus. This is, and, the 80s. this is very close to actually the Howard comics because Howard in the comics was in a place that he just didn't fit in. Everything was different. He actually had a human girlfriend in the comic books. Yeah, I mean, it's just... This is... This is a little... I don't know. Satan sluts. She got some right hand. So do you know who was originally slated to direct this? Who George Lucas wanted to direct this? Spielberg? No. Surprisingly not. But go 80s. You're not that far off, but go 80s. Mm. Classic 80s director for some of the be- some of some of the best 80s movies ever. Oh man, let me think. Not Cronenberg, not Cameron. Um, oh, what's his name? Think, think, think. Sixteen Candles. Oh, John Hughes. Uh, no, no, sorry, shit. Not, not you. Sorry, sorry. Go, go to different route. Think. Animal John House. Sorry, I went the wrong. I went with the wrong John. I was going to say John Carpenter, but John Landis. Not, I, yeah, I could see it. I and honestly, it. not only not only can you see it. You could understand it. And if Landis yeah. did this, this is George Lucas's biggest regret. He has actually come out and said he's like his biggest it, regret in all of his movies. Was it the follow up to, he said it was the follow up to Return of the Jedi, right? Uh, this was I mean, the second it, part, yeah. Or, or this was after Return, yeah. Oh, you gotta stop doing the dude. Oh man, not the dude. (laughs) But uh, like I was saying, George Lucas actually said that his biggest his biggest regret was not getting Landis to do this. Landis skipped this to do Three Amigos. I think he made a better choice. I don't know. I th- honestly, with the you don't like Three Amigos? I, I know. I love, no, amigos. you understand. I love the Three Amigos, but I think if Landis did this, it would have been mu- it would have been much better. Yeah, I so agree. much better. You know what's missing in this movie? A lot of the comedic timing. Of exactly. The, uh, That's what I think of, of, of the of the Three Amigos because this movie has its moments, but it just they're not consistent. Yeah. No, there's just certain things. That's that have, the problem. Yeah, missed out. That's where a good director is, you know, from a different from average director. They they got those little points, those little little scenes, right? That's the '80s hair for you, right there. By oh, the way, oh yeah, man, I dated a girl like that. Not not Leah Thompson, but 
<laughs> I'm just saying. J just the hair. You dated just, the hair. Just girl. the hair, yeah. So I have to tell you, do you know who, in the comics, who Howard's arch nemesis was? Oh, boy. Oh, you're going to love, you're going to love the name. <laughs> you're going to love it. I'm not even going to try. So I'm just going to give up and ask. Howard's arch nemesis in the comic books, his name was Dr. Bong. Dr. Bong? Bong. He had a helmet that looked like a bell. But I'm just saying what I've read of Howard, very social conscious and very into the into what's going on in the in the pop culture. Uh, yeah, I'm not going with just a bell. Yeah, but yeah, I don't his think name that would have Doctor. Only that name would have done too well on the screen. It was right. It was not around, not uh, during this era, but anyway. Oh yeah. Even a cheesy move like like this always has a decent soundtrack. Well, it's the '80s. I mean, it's, I think that's I think that's Echo and the Bunny Man. It sounds like though. That's what I miss about movies. Not like like this one. This one was terrible, but like just movies in general during this era is a soundtrack. So I think we talked about this. Oh before. yeah, yeah, we talked about this. Like a soundtrack used to be like. You know, used to go hand in hand with the movie. It's like you know, oh, the movie sucked, but the soundtrack was great. Yeah, you, I mean, you had you had those movies. I mean, and, and one of my favorite movies of all time, and I will take this over another movie just like it. Uh, you had Top Gun, but to me, Iron Eagle, hands down, an amazing soundtrack, which made the movie better. But the soundtrack matched what was going on in the movie. There were certain songs at certain points that happened. And that's why when you re-listen to the soundtrack, you're like, oh, I, I know that scene that's going on right now. I think probably one of the closest ones was um, Interview with a Vampire. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you could, I, I could literally put that soundtrack on, and it followed the movie in the scene. And uh, even the, the sequel to that movie, Queen of the Damned. Yeah, same thing, yeah. Also a great soundtrack. See, that's the thing about the 80s. Everybody had a big apartment. Oh, everybody had a warehouse for an the, yeah. the warehouse for an apartment. Yeah, that was the big thing. <laughs> I think what was the deal? I think my brother had a warehouse type apartment. It was like they were really cheap and they were just trying to like rent it for space. Because I lived in New Jersey and they used to rent apartments out just like that. Real cheap. I mean, nowadays it'd be like twelve hundred bucks, maybe fifteen, but but they always had some sort of style to him. <laughs> Milk in a bowl. Milk in a bowl. <laughs> <laughs> See, it has moments. Yeah. Just it has little moments. Well, it's, it's those moments that, you know, this is a person as a duck, so he's going to want a beer, want a shot, whatever. <laughs> I'm going to put you on a bowl. <laughs> There you go, drinking the beer. Duck. <laughs> so, Disney actually took legal action against Howard the Duck. 
Because of the likeness? The likeness, exactly. And not only that, but duck, I guess, overseas in certain countries, duck was duck. So Donald was attached to duck. So when Howard the Duck came out, Disney took legal action against them. They were saying this is copyright infringement. There's too much character likeness. You know, you're talking about a duck, cranky attitude. You know, so there were certain things that Disney wanted them to do to change Howard or they'll continue with the lawsuit. So Marvel being a, still kind of a small company at the time that didn't have kind of the lawyers, they took those changes. So they took Howard. They made him a little shorter a little thicker threw pants on him they made they made subtle changes i mean let's be honest he still looks like still looks like a duck um but the 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 writer for um for for howard steve gruber he was okay publicly but apparently behind the scenes he was not okay uh, about a few months after this yeah because it looks nothing like his you know not even close but what's funny is after this lawsuit came down and they, and they bowed down and said, okay, sure, 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 we'll, we'll make the changes. Uh, Steve Gruber, the, the, again, the writer, made a episode – or not an episode, an issue of Howard the Duck where Howard was instructed by the local government to change his image and then have to go through a personality change. The final panel on that comic book – was Howard without his pants, his ass showed right to the like right to the readers. And it was almost a, a kind of a, a slap in the face, kind of like, hey, you know, okay, we did what you said, but Howard lost his pants here, and now look at his ass. <laughs> and then a few few issues later, they stopped worrying about the pants and they just just let him go without pants again. But there was you'll find a lot of a, a few episodes during that time frame where he they kind of gave in. And that's why if you notice now, Howard's got pants on because who's Marvel's parent company? Disney. Disney. And they won the lawsuit, so they continued the lawsuit. That's kind of ironic, isn't it? That years later they yeah. merge into the super studio that they are oh, yeah. now. Well it's the same thing if you look back at like, you know, uh DC and Shazam. You know, Captain Marvel. That's yeah, they, that that, that they, lawsuit they, too. Yeah, they they won that lawsuit and eventually bought him over. Oh, Leah Thompson, goodness gracious, she still looks good oh, too. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen her nowadays? I mean, she's like I think in her late fifties, but well, yeah, no, she was at the uh, at a MegaCon uh, when I was up there great. a couple weeks a couple weeks ago, and she was still looking good. Her daughters are hot too. Does that make me a dirty old man? <laughs> Well, it depends on how old her daughters are. <laughs> They're over age, sir. I think my mom has a blanket like that. So uh, towards the towards kind of the end of the run for Howard the Duck. Oh, God, she's going through his wallet. Hold on. Oh, boy, here we go. Yeah, I'm at Mallard, Mallard card. Blooming Ducks. Blooming Ducks. Yeah, keep going and, and, and look. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it gets better. Oh, I know. Oh, it gets better. Oh, it's, there it's, it is. it's coming right now. Oh, yeah, there it why is. Why is that not in a room? Oh. Why is that out and open? 
He needs some action, man. Yeah. The duck. Apparently, he might get some later, but yeah, yeah it's another. Thing. <laughs> <sighs> so, so apparently, Steve, Steve Gruber, the 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 uh, writer of uh, Howard, actually had a full autonomy over the character. Um, and there was one episode before he before him and Marvel kind of broke character because honestly, he. When, he, when I say he had full autonomy, he did. He was one of the few writers that could just do whatever he wanted to in Marvel, as long as it fell into the comic book code. And we've never really discussed the comic book code, but you know the comic book code was you know you had to do this, this, and this. You couldn't show drug use. You shouldn't show uh, Satanism. You, there were certain things you could not do. I think it kicked in in the um, early seventies. But that that ran for a while, a too. long time. Yeah, it still was actually it's still running. That's why certain you can still really. comic, well, you can still release a comic without the code. Just certain people will not carry it without the code. So I've seen like uh, the episode, uh, not the episode. I'm sorry, the issue of uh, Green Lantern and Green Arrow when Bucky was going through his heroin phase. You mean you mean Speedy? Speedy? Did I say Bucky? Bucky. Sorry Bucky. about that. <laughs> but yes, yeah, Speedy okay. when Speedy. he was going through his heroin phase, they actually removed the coding. From their that uh, from that issue, that's why they that's why they did it. But he actually had an a, an issue where him and Howard sat down and had a talk. Interesting character. You know, the character and the creator literally had a talk, and it was a talk that kind of re- represented what he was going through with the legal issues about Howard. Hmm. Oh, who is that? Tim. Ro- look, look at, at that. Tim Robbins. Look, look at that. Tim Robbins. Spry. Tim Robbins. Now, what year did uh, Bull Durham come out? Bull Durham was Bull Durham was that nine ninety? I think. Okay, is ninety? Okay, so that's that's years later then. Yeah, yeah, we we are way years later. Yeah, this okay, is okay. So well, we said eighty six for this. What was his name in Bull Durham? Meat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what. Yeah, that's what he called him. Meat. Meat. Come on, meat. Every time I think of him is when he's uh, fighting Kevin Costner outside that bar and tells him, hey, throw the fastball. Yeah, yeah, you, you can't hit me, yeah. You can't hit me. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I take that back. Two years, I have 1988. 88, yeah. yeah I, knew, I knew it was going to be sooner. Well, one of, honest, I got to tell you, man, what, one of my favorite movies, honestly, from Kevin Costner. There, he, uh, oh, I love that movie. Few, Crash Davis, man. Stinkers, but that, that him, oh. Susan Sarandon, I think that's when uh, <laughs> I talk like Donald Duck. <laughs> see, has, awesome. see the scenes that Tim is in. You could tell, man, he's built for comedy, but he's a great drama actor. But it's that's the way with like a lot of comedic actors, like that. oh yeah, great at comedy, and then you like what they're good at drama too. Oh yeah, because you, you can flip it around. Just it, you I can mean, flip it around. If you really look at comedy, comedy sometimes can be a very dry, hard version of drama. Well, that's what they say that that the comedies are the toughest thing to make. I mean, it's hard. It's harder to make somebody laugh than it is to make somebody cry. That's well, yeah. I mean, you look at you look at like Jim Carrey and Robin Williams. Some of some of the best roles that they're in are drama. I mean, you look at Robin Williams and Goodwill Hunting. Man, Robin Williams and Insomnia and a twenty four hour photo. Watch those movies. And speaking of Robin Williams, he was up for the voice of Howard the Duck. I don't uh, think about it. Let it. It would have been great, but. Think then about we the probably would not. About we would have never gotten Genie. Think so. about Genie, but coming in as Howard. Too over the top, though. 
Him, Martin Short, and John Cusack. Uh, I think Martin Short would have been better at this time. Think so, yeah. But again, yeah, I think Short is better now. Short, Short, I mean, Short, I, I, Short was doing. Um, uh, three he was amigos. doing a lot of stuff now. Well, he was doing three three amigos at the time. Whatever happened to Martin? Is he still around? Uh he and who is it? Somebody else and him were doing like a a a, a tag team com- comedy special there for a little bit. I gotta check him. Martin Short has always been one of my favorite comedians. Yeah, he was. Yeah, we're very underrated too. I mean, he was he was around when there were, when there was a lot of great comedians coming out. Oh, that yeah. was his. Problem. Well, no, no, that but his, his like some some of his run on Saturday Night Live was just so great. Oh, hysterical. Oh, what, what, what was the character he did with, with had the big alfalfa in the front? I forgot. I, I was just thinking about the uh, same did, thing. I was like, dance. was he the alfalfa guy or something? And some, oh my god, he was so it was so much fun. I think uh, years later, when Chris Kattan was on Saturday Night Live, he was he, to me. He always tried to be like a Martin yes. Short wannabe. Yes, I, I verily I saw that. I, I definitely saw that. It, it's kind of like uh, what's his face? Um, oh God, that he does. He's he's got the uh, the talk show now. Um, Jimmy Kimmel, not Kimmel. Sorry, Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy very, Fallon? Mu- very much a. a Kind of copy, and not, not, I don't want to say straight copy, but very reminiscent of Adam Sandler. Yeah, I would agree, but he—I think he has a little bit more better business savviness than he Sandler. Has, yeah, I, yeah, think. But, I mean, when he started off, there was a lot, lot of set Sandler uh, influence on that. Oh yeah, but if you look at his show, it's more. Well, yeah, I'm, well, no, like, I'm not, yeah, I'm not talking yeah. now. He's, he's okay, okay. Yeah, I'm, he's I'm just saying, like, if you look at, I, I like his show. Because well, you know when you had Le- Leno for all those years, yeah. you know being the, the standard, like "Hey, how you doing?" and then like you know the lame jokes, and then this guy yeah. comes in and he kind of updates and refreshes everything. Although I think I thought Conan did a great job too, and he got kind of shafted. Oh, dude, I, 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 God, I think I was. Yeah, it's probably was backwards for my life, but in my early or sorry, my late teens, I was a big late night guy. Me too. Me too. Like like Letterman, Leno, when uh when Conan came out, I was just like I was all about that. I was a huge. I still am a Conan guy. What honestly? Conan, what, what I remember? Conan do you, do you remember yeah. the John Stewart show, the late night yes, talk show? Yes, I do. Oh. Yes, I do. Saw saw Danzig and Marilyn Manson being guest star. I mean that that was just that just threw me off every time. Oh, here he goes. I can't tell this guy. Yeah, and by the way, you're talking to a duck. Oh, she wants to duck you. Aww, oh, she wasn't. She was a duck you, man. <laughs> God, she looks so hot with that eighties hair. Oh, waddle, waddle. Yeah, look at how Howard's a Buckeye fan. Well, that that that's least of his problems, but. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha. 
Well, your, your meal ticket walked away. You're a duck in a human world, and you just chased away the one thing you, one lucky thing you, you had. Yeah. So the budget for this movie was $37 million, to make it $37 million. Do you know what it made? You talking overall? Yeah. What, what, what they brought home. I'm going to guess 15. Oh, nice. 16 million. Yeah, I knew it was pretty low. Oh, you don't have no idea how low it was. It got so low that the head of Universal, the chairman, had to leave and resign. It got so bad because they needed to point a figure to somebody. Well, that's kind of what happened when Justice League came out. I don't know about that. <laughs> did they did it's re- kind of they roll did like, when Justice League came out. They I mean, did full universal restructure. <laughs> well, Diane Nelson left Warner Brothers, um, I think. There was kind of reshuffling along with WB. If you think about it, I mean, not to the same extent as Universal, where there was like, you know, wholesale changes. Yeah, well, well I mean, but well, you got to realize back then, it, this was still Universal, the the the... The old school, you know, the the, the old school studios. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh, boy. Hot tub fever. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's a. There you go. <laughs> I just, the more I see this, the more I. The more I see this, I just I, an animated version would just would yeah. The animated version would have been the better way to go. They just wanted to bring more people, and they thought an animated movie would have chased people away. But and I think they thought George Lucas's name alone were like, oh, Lucas, like yeah, Star Wars, yeah. Oh yeah, because you can't you cannot deny that if you attach Lucas's name to it. You think, man, it might be something good. Well, you, well, you think, yeah, Lucas. You had you had Lucas on on Indiana Jones as a producer. You had him on you know Star Wars. So it's. I will tell you one thing that this movie did that is positive. Oh, if you could find it, but there is the lighting. Thing, well, no. Nice. Uh, if it wasn't for this movie, we would not have Pixar. Oh yeah, I because Lucas went in debt because of this movie. He went into debt? He went into debt because of this movie. Wow. So his computer animated division, department, whatever you want to call it, he had to sell it off. And the buyer was Steve Jobs, who nice. turned that division into Pixar. Pixar. Yeah. So if Howard wow. had not failed, we wouldn't have... Pixar. That's you know, crazy. We, we I, I didn't to, know that. Yeah. We wouldn't have Toy Story. I mean, we wouldn't have any of the classics that we have from Pixar yet. So, kind of things happen for a reason. I mean, it would have been As fun. They always stuff. do. There's some big advertisement selling right there. Oh, yeah. Reebok, big oh, yeah. back then. I think Reebok is still around, <laughs> too. I have to check. Oh. 
That's a duck, man. That's a duck, man. Yeah. Kind of reminiscent of the, uh, you know, gentleman in the first Superman movie. <laughs> nice outfit. <laughs> nice outfit. <laughs> might even be the same guy. You know, I can't wait till we actually do, you know, semi-decent movies again. Maybe Superman could be one of those. Yeah, well, we're gonna we're working our way up. We we, we got to start at the bottom. You know, we can't. You know. Yeah, I know, I know. You know, I would love to see this redone and have like the Duck Dynasty guys like cameo. Oh my movie. god, I was just <laughs> thinking that right now. I was like, can you imagine the Duck Dynasty guys are in this movie? So much better it could have been animated though. Yeah, yeah, I can definitely just see the see see it, and you could just get away with more honestly in an animated feel. I mean, I know I understand like nowadays there's a lot of adult themed animation animation going on, especially in the DC realm. I mean, if you if you look at you know the you know the Darkest Night, um, not Darkest Night, sorry. Uh, God, I uh, wish you you got uh, me yeah, excited sorry, there for a minute. Sorry, I was like, really? <laughs> but no, you look at the they had the Dark Knight, you know, at, you know, one and two. You you had uh, you know the Death of Superman, Batman Year One. I mean, DC's done amazing things on the animated side, and I mean, Marvel has been kind of choking on it. And honestly, I think they would have done better with this as animated. Well, you, I can't say all of, you know, yeah. all of Marvel's animated stuff has been bad. Like their move, their straight to DV, uh, DVD stuff or uh, VOD stuff has not been that great. No, I, I, I would, but kinda, yeah, I would agree with you. Yeah, the uh, like the Avengers animated series, I think, has been great. Did you did you ever watch the um, you know, the Spider Man one on that, that was on MTV a couple of years ago? That yeah, was pretty well, good. The, the Spider Man one, I, I wasn't a big fan on MTV. It was too, it was that computer animated. It was too. Too computer animated. I think but, they had his twenty ninety nine one too. I'm not too sure. I have to. Did you ever see the um, the Guardians of the Galaxy animated? Yes, really good. And actually, same, I, all on the same wavelengths of the Avengers one. So yeah. it's and and actually, Howard was in that Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, he was. Something about a woman with a guitar. Just something about it. I think for the longest time I was attracted to uh, Paz Charlton. She's uh, not Charlton. She's I know her name was Paz. She used to be a bass player for a Perfect Circle, and I thought she was one of the hottest girls on the planet. She could play bass and heels. I was like, "Yep, there is the future Mrs. X right there." <laughs> and, and don't don't forget about uh, I'm trying to remember her name right now. Um, bass player for for uh, White Zombie. She was hot too, the revolution. God, that guy looks familiar. I don't know who he is. Which one? Uh the, not this guy talking to Howard, the other guy next to him. Well, it's, it's your 80 it's your standard 80s douchebag, so you never Well, Chaz Palmentary was in one of those movies, so he was in Last oh, Dragon. That one, that one. Oh, oh, the guy with the hat? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, god.
Yeah, the guy, the tall skinny guy that just threw him across the bar. He he he's always one of those character actors, kind of dirtbag kind of guy. So I found out who the uh, voice of Howard T. Duck is. Who is that? Well, let's just say that Lucas picked him from the same field that he was coming from. Right. He was the voice of Admiral Akbar, Tim Rose. Oh, there, there it is. Yeah, Rose. There, thank you. Tim Rose. Oh, you want to hear something funny? What's that? The bartender passed by a couple seconds ago. You know what that was? No. Think of 80s musicians. Thomas Dolby. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Playing with silent science. Huh? Yeah. Playing with science. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Mike, you had hair like that, right? Douchebag says what? <laughs> no, I was saying you had hair almost like that with that, that wild long hair with the locks well, no, and all that. No, 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 no locks. I had long hair, but no, yeah, no, no okay. locks. Yeah, the locks. Come on. Don't lie. All right, that guy's driving me up the wall. Howard the Duck. Who was that guy? Jordan Prentice was Howard the Duck. Like you were asking about who uh, who portrayed him? And the suit. Yeah. I can't believe that's Admiral Akbar as a... Let's see. This guy was in. Is that Holly Robinson? I think of Holly Robinson from Hanging Mr. with Mr. Cooper. So I think that's her over there. Who later became Holly Pete when she married Rodney Pete, former bum quarterback of the Lions. <laughs> Sorry, Shannon. <laughs> but he was a bum. Yeah, you're right. Holly Robinson. Kiss, kiss. What? What? <laughs> Did you catch that line? Yeah, Mike, that's Mike, a Mike. great line. I like how he said it really fast, nonchalantly. So the guy with the hat at the bar is Richard Edson, and they have to be everything from the. Garage attendant at uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, def- Desperately Seeking Susan. Great movie, by the way. Uh, Eight Men Out, Platoon, Good Morning Vietnam. He he yeah he was the skinny guy that 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 was um he was he was working with the sergeant on Good Morning Vietnam, Dirty Dancing. I mean, this guy was character actor through the eighties like nobody's business. 
Well, you can make a good career after uh, being a character actor. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, and again, he's one of those ones. You recognize his face. You're like, I know who that guy is, but we don't know who he is. But yeah, no, he always he always played your your douchebag, so to speak. <laughs> uh, <I> just <laughs> oh, poor Howard. Nice little segue. Oh, they still, they, they still, look at that. Do you hear that song? We yeah. all know that song. I think everybody had a synthesizer during that time. Oh, yeah. like my, bro- my brother had one. I know you had one. Oh, yeah. I even had one, but it wasn't to that level. I had like a little Korg. Honestly, but usually when I use it, I always just use the piano. I, I that's where I learned. Uh, I learned how to play like you know, "Home Sweet Home" and uh, the Angel Song from Great Whites. I mean, just all sorts of things. Uh, jump. I, I think jump was where I learned. I used a synthesizer. I think I learned how to play the beginning notes to "Pimp," which is a uh, Depeche Mode song. It's like an instrumental. Because the keys were so easy. It was like, dun, 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 Oh, look at Leah Thompson. Jesus, Lord. Bizarro influence. Why? Why? Oh, my God. That's what I say. Yeah, sure. Uh, he is. He wants booty, dude. Where did he get that robe? They don't make any, uh, you know, robes for, you know, ducks in this planet. And pajamas. Uh, here we go. She's not scared. She, she, she's, she already scared. Your, she's already seen your condom. She ain't scared. <laughs> yeah, she knew it. I think she wanted it to sip lemonly too. 
Damn you, duck. Oh, Jesus. Uh-oh, Bueller. Watch out. Jeffrey Jones. Oh, yeah. You heard what happened to Jeffrey Jones lately? Uh, Dude, just some sick... (laughs) Just disgusting stuff. That's all I'm going to say. I don't even think that's lately. I think that was like years ago. Yeah, it's... But it's... I think he's... uh, I think he got caught once. Yeah. They let him out and he just, he did it again. So. Well, it's no difference than, uh, what, what's her name? Uh, uh Chloe from uh, Smallville. Let me show what the shit she Dude, did. Dude, yeah, oh, that's sad yeah. what happened to her. But, um, if you ever listen to the, uh, podcast inside Mike and Rosenbaum, oh, he God, talks, yeah. he talks about that. Yes, he does. Yeah. That, uh, like early on, like, you know, when they were talking to her, like she was into that stuff. Like, like, yeah. Saying how he, uh, she never got married, well, and she's well, always it, well, talking not, about it this. It was not only her, but it was uh, Kristen too that played. Uh, yeah, she was in there for a while too. Yeah, and then she, she got she out. Only, I yeah, guess she, before she was it got... saying that she only she only did like um, she just did the classes that they offered, and and then but then when she saw it, realized what they were doing, that she backed out. That's crazy though. <laughs> Now, what is that art form called? You know, when they have the, um, they showed a little bit of it in the uh, past screen. It's, I forgot what they call it. Pop art, is that what it's called? I think. Well, there is pop art. I mean, what, but like, what, what is that what it's called? It's, you'll see like a picture of a, of a woman in the background. They just briefly, and if you see where Jeffrey Jones is, it's right in back of them. Oh, okay. See okay. it? Yeah, see, it's, there it is right there. You see it? Yeah. I forgot what the version of that art's called, pop art or something. I, I know there's a movie that I came about, I think it was this year or the year after, called Ordinary Girls or Ordinary Women. And it's with a young Daphne Zuniga. If you know who Daphne Zuniga is, you know, Beverly, uh, I think it's uh, not, uh, Melrose Place fame. She played the, the uh, camera girl, Joe. And okay, she was in okay, that movie, yeah. and yeah, uh, not, the reason no. why I remember that movie is because uh, that was when Depeche Mode released their one and only single for a movie soundtrack, which was um, oh, what's the name of the song? Now it's escaping me. Uh, but not tonight. But not tonight. That's the name of the song. Sorry about that, folks. PBS special. <laughs> PBS. Can you name any shows from the PBS back in your day that you grew up watching? Oh my 
God. Besides the obvious, besides Sesame Street. Well, 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 there was Sesame Street, wasn't there? Mr. Rogers. Yeah, it's Mr. Rogers. Uh, Captain Kangaroo. Showing my age. Thank you very much. No problem. Uh, do you remember a show called Three, Two, One Contact? Yes, yes, I do. Remember. That was the show I loved. Yeah. Three, two, one contact. Sorry. <laughs> For our older listeners out there. Not older, we're still better. So goodness, yeah, there were so many PBS ones. And they were good too. Swear to God, the guy that's driving in there lo- looks like a looks like Christian Bale, like a young version of Christian Bale. <laughs> I'm sorry. Let me see. Oh my god, he does. The hair. I think it's the hair. <laughs> no, it's the hair and the eyes. The eyes. Look at the he's got the droopy eyes like Christian does. Oh, hey, look at that. Don't pull a Mike. Casablanca line. Look, look, look what type of scarf he's wearing, by the way. Oh, do, are you doing it? Should- uh, yeah, hey, come wait, on. Hold on, hold on. What am I going to say? Hold on, hold on. I, uh, hold on. I need to get my shot glass ready. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. You say what you got to say. So I'm going to say that the scarf that Howard is wearing is a Tom Baker Doctor Who type of little throwback. Cheers, folks. Or take callback. So everybody take a shot. Just saying, I could t- I could find a whoism in almost every movie. And folks, every time Jeff does that or Kane does that, please uh, take a shot, feel free of whatever's in front of you. Uh, a Dynatenics? Is that any kind of Marvel thing or that you know of? Dynatenics, not Dynatenics. That I can think of. It, okay. d- it does kind of have a uh, a term. Is it kind of like a comic booky type of vibe or something? What the hell? Straight up satire. Big time. That's again, this is why I think Landis would have done perfect because he could. Yeah, I think he would have. He would. He he would have made that scene right there work. He could do the same. I, I was just thinking about that right like now. To it, you know. It's about timing, man. He would have had like a better. Well, so, I mean, if you think about what he was doing at this time, he was doing the Three Amigos. And think about the satire in that. Oh, full of it. But the timing was perfect. You know, uh, the, the flaming bush. Uh, I think probably one of my favorites, uh, the El Wapo. El Wapo. And of yeah, course, my favorite. Right. I mean, it's just, I mean, the timing on that. Uh, what was the, the Invisible Swordsman. The Invisible Swordsman. Uh, what was it? Yeah, the one um, Chevy Chase had to do. Farty, 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 farty. He shot his gun <laughs> and he killed, the, he killed the Invisible Swordsman. I mean, come on. It, it, it was the timing. Well, Kelly what was the farty, farty, farty? He, he, he moved backwards and yeah. he shot three times. Yeah. <laughs> and then Martin Short looks at him. He's like, you killed, killed the Invisible, the invisible Swordsman. swordsman. <laughs> but again, it's the timing. You, if you take that situation and put it in another director doing it, it would come off cheesy. But that one. No, it came out great. Well, I mean, and I got to say, it's not just Landis, but it, it is the actors. I mean, a Chevy Chase at that time was at his peak. He has lost a lot of that steam. But oh, he he's bitter, Chevy Chase. Now you seen him now? He's just bitter, bitter, bitter. And, and I still, I still hold my breath, and I swear, if he ever does it, it'll be it'll be probably one of the top 
top movies of all time. If, if Kevin Smith can ever get a hold of Fletcher, he's been wanting. Oh, I remake. Wish, and, wish he so. he talks about Fletch all the time. He too. always does. And honestly, I know I have watched. I think I watched Fletch like a month, two months ago, and it just. It needs it. It screams to be redone right now. It, it, just, screams, it screams. It's remake, finding the right time. actor, though. That's the one actor. You just got to find the right actor. It's going to be tough, though. You have to get that those mannerisms down to do it. Get the duck suit off this nut. There's your typical, you know, lieutenant type of cop for the 80s movies. Trench coat, attitude. <laughs> What the hell is that? Here we go. <laughs> oh, God. Jeez. George Lucas produced this, and they made Yoda look real life, and they couldn't do this to a duck. Just, it just kills me, man. You know, when I was listening to um, a podcast a while ago, it was, um, I guess, one of the ones you were listening to. It's a uh, rule of two. And um, hold on one second. Sorry about that. I was listening to rule of two the other day, and um, they were talking about the animatration, the um the puppeteers for Yoda for uh, Empire Strikes Back, and they were saying if that character doesn't work, the whole movie fails. Yeah, because the way they 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 made him like, you know, relatable, and he's a fucking puppet, but you care what this guy was saying. Exactly, he was yeah. why you could believe that he was a Jedi Master, and and that was honestly, I mean, that really came from Frank Oz. I mean, yeah, the the the, the animatronics or the puppeteers were great. They captured that. I mean, the same thing with Jabba. You know, Jabba looked great, but if you didn't have the right voice, the right personality behind those voices, it just went and that and that's why even though after Frank Oz, you know, was still around, he, he when they started doing the prequels, the first episode that was a puppet, but when they re re released it, they went and you know they went straight. They went straight CG because it's still Yoda was better at it, you know, or Yoda looked better. But the, it was again, it was about the person that was doing the voice, and that's why I think that one of the things I think was great about the Last Jedi was he went back to the uh, the, the straight puppeteer. It was straight puppeteer, but it was the voice again. And a lot of people. Oh, like, oh, I loved it. I think that was my one of my blah, blah, blah. favorite scenes in that movie. Oh yeah. Still, still, still learning Skywalker. <laughs> you know, it was it was one. And he calls him Young Skywalker, yep. which kind of cracks me up. He's a master now. He calls a Young Skywalker. Still learning. Oh, he he's got the Trump sunburn, doesn't he? Look at that. <laughs> Although I gotta say, I I for years I used to ride a motorcycle, and that was my that was my look. I I always wore sunglasses, so I had these white white eyeballs. You're such a rebel, without a cause, without a cause. Trust me. Oh, he needs more help than you know, lady. I love that synth soundtrack, man.
You know, a movie came on the other day, and I was just thinking about it. It could be one we could throw in the review for What's the future. That? Adventures in Babysitting. <laughs> I don't know why, but I, I was just thinking about that. Uh, movie. Because like, you know it had Thor in it. That's what. That's why. That's probably why. That's all. Oh, Leah Thompson, Leah Thompson. <sighs> this movie was what you call paycheck. <laughs> I mean, you got to think back. Back then, this is that humor is a little harsher than normal. Yeah, I don't. I honestly, after I mean rewatching this, I don't. <laughs> the whole I thing don't about know this is just, redone. What? <laughs> I don't. Th- I, I I think the uh, I think the the social justice warriors would be like banning this. Oh man, they'd be all over it. But I don't know why, because you're talking about you know a, a different sexuality. She's into ducks or animals, you know. And, it's a whole different ball game. Yeah, that's a. So as they have Pride Month, you think they would have like Duck Month or something yeah, like that? If this, know. <laughs> you know, Animal Month. It, it, it's Pride Month. It didn't say what it was proud about. That's right. <laughs> I'm just saying. Hey, this this is uh, Joe Romano's uh, diner. Any relation to Cliff? Well, we we may have to check. <laughs> I gotta ask him if Joe is bald. Then we're gonna say yes. Uh, yeah, I, I I think he's looking for the gatekeeper. <laughs> I just a little bit of a rip off, a little bit, a little bit. Just saying. Okay, so there's country music, but yet she's wearing a Japanese flag headband. Why does this cafe look so familiar to the one in Back to the Future? Oh, Universal. Just saying. I mean, it's just like the look of it. Oh my God, that looks like a girl I know. 
does this girl look like? Take the glasses off. What does she look like? I'm 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 trying to. So I'm try, I keep getting closer to the screen because I'm trying to like get. Oh, I'm sorry. It's it's not someone you know. Sorry. Uh-huh. I take that back. It was somebody that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought. <laughs> three specials, three beers. Good stuff. Jesus. Is that anything from Marvel? Dark Overlords? Ring a bell? I was trying to think. That's what I was trying to listen to what he was saying. It... By the way, I got to talk to you about the um, some um, stuff that's coming from Marvel Phase 4, apparently. Uh, so, yeah. Reliable sources. Did you read that? Which one? I read uh, them all, but I don't, buy, I don't buy into much of them. You don't buy into it? You don't think it makes sense, though? Well, most, well no, I, I, well, I don't know which one you're talking about. I'm just saying in general. I, I, I'll read the... the we'll talk about it Sunday. We'll talk yeah. that's, why, that's why I'm having trouble biting, biting into any of the uh, DC stuff. So I'm just like, yeah, okay, we'll see. Well, the Marvel stuff, I, I, I'm kind of... Because a lot of the times, the rumors when they come out, they kind of come true. And the two, the two that they have going forward kind of make sense. There is no data. <laughs> Holy Zool. <laughs> By the way, on another Marvel note, I just finished watching Cloak and Dagger season two. Oh, yeah? Really, really good. Really? really, really. I think it's better than the first season. The one thing about Marvel that I like that it does better than DC, I mean, DC has a, such a small sample, but... Marvel takes these unknown kind of like minuscule villains and they kind of make them into something. And that's what Cloak and Dagger did for season two. That's, you know, if you haven't checked it out yet, give it, do well, see, give it a I, listen. To me, check Cloak it out. and Dagger was never an unknown. They were just, they were on like, well, they're kind of minuscule. Like, like the, the villain they use for Cloak and Dagger season two is just, I wouldn't call him an A-list villain, so right. But no, I mean, I always, I always took Cloak and Dagger in line with like Luke Cage, with with yeah. Like well, they're they well, would you classify like, them as B or C? Yeah. I, my only thing with Cloak and Dagger, I I couldn't get in, or I, I can't say I couldn't get in, but I, it was kind of like I was dragging my feet about was just the characters, how they were. It's very look. And, it's very kind of CW ish with the characters sometimes, but if you can look past that, it's really good stuff. That's all I'm saying. This makes no sense. That's the Emperor. (laughs) 
And who would and who would have thunk that years, years and later, Ashton Kutcher would make that a fashion statement by wearing trucker hats? <laughs> Did she say whack foo? No, quack. Foo. Oh, this is, I thought he, she said whack foo. No, it's quack foo. Come on now. Don't, don't, I don't you, know. I heard you whack know your martial arts. Come on. <laughs> oh, you got to listen to that again. This one's for you, cracker. Really? I mean, come on. <laughs> I'm telling you, this, <laughs> this movie could not be made. Even the snowflakes would, you know, like get upset and just, I mean, it's just, it's just, I mean, it's great. I love every, I love every bit of it, but, but I just know. You know, this movie is so bad. I have to laugh. I think it's because I'm not emotionally tied to this movie. Like the other one I was, but. (laughs) She took my eggs. (laughs) (laughs) Plaid skirts always work for me. Why are they carrying him away like that? ASPCA. <laughs> this is shit. This is great. Oh Lord, ASPCA. We're look at that chaining him up. Look at that. Did they put lettuce on him too? Yeah. Throwing some seasoning. <laughs> Where did the Chinese guy come from? Well, there's duck. <laughs> Where do you think? Yeah, but I didn't. Did you see him before he came he, out of he nowhere? Was always, he was always in the kitchen. And every every person that works there has a headband on. <laughs> I mean, just. Yeah, this the stereotypes are on that are all over this. Yeah, this cannot be this can never be released today. Never, never. I mean, as much as I would love it to be, because I think this is great and and it needs to be put out there. <laughs> Very Star Wars influenced Emperor, by the way. Oh yeah. Well d- definitely Star Wars and Ghostbusters.
Oh, oh wait, he's using the force. He's the Dark Overlord. <laughs> this is horrible. I'm just horrible. How could you sit down and like during the fucking reading of this and make that voice and everybody's like, "No, nah, it's good. We can go with that." You know how? I'll tell you how. How? Please, please explain well, it. Watch this. Here we go. All right. I'm just reading the script. What, what are you gonna the, do, Jeffrey? Check this, check this out. Check this out. There was something else. I'm gonna do a voice like this. Okay, Jeffrey, you got the job. <laughs> That's why. Oh God, it just it just it it's escalating. Just worse and worse and worse. Now now this is where it's getting shit. I mean it's been, it, the the whole movie's crap, but oh. now it's getting really bad. Oh. You know, I think I can find those special effects on uh, an app on my phone, by the way. <laughs> he is a dark overlord he is he's he's one with the force it's pro- pro- probably pre pre-Sith, pre-Jedi. I mean, Star Wars did take place in the galaxy far, far away a long, long time ago, so... Right. Who knows if the Dark Overlords are connected? You don't know. This, this might be Darth Bane. <laughs> you better shut your mouth. Oh, How dare you say that? Is that a cell phone? Looks like a razor. What are you going to call Anyway, so I looked some the Dark Overlord up. Yeah. And um, the Dark Overlord is a powerful alien member of an ancient race of worlds. Hmm. And he's p- created by Walter Jennings. Howard is part of the Howard the Duck universe. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, but but he does nothing else in the Marvel universe. Uh, that's, that's what I'm looking at right now. I'm trying to see what else he's done. Um. Because I mean, because I mean, Howard fell into a weird world. He was duck, but in a human world. Even in the comics, I mean, he fell into that. I mean. I mean, he became, he was part of the Man-Thing series for, goodness, three years. And he was more of just kind of a, that that character to kind of just break the, the strangeness. Because other than, I mean, different from Swamp Thing, Man-Thing was kind of the same thing, but he couldn't talk. He had no internal monologue. It was just, he was just a thing that walked, like literally a Man-Thing. He just walked through the swamp. You know, at least Swamp Thing had, you know, um, internal monologue and things of that nature. But the Dark Overlord is part of the Marvel Universe. Now, how does he fall into it with, with like, the Ancients and um, 
it just says he's part of the Howard Duck universe. That's about it. So That's I'm just it. thinking okay. he's like self-contained. Okay. Well, like I said, I honestly think Howard fell into a different world. I don't think Howard fell into the true Marvel universe. Great special effects. Perfect. Mm -hmm. It's very John Carpenter. Who is this? Hey, it's Cliff Romano's. <laughs> <laughs> God, this girl looks like... Oh, I'm not going to say it. Sorry. Take it back. <laughs> I got I got to stop myself every time oh, I do these. Oh, well. Did you say fascist? Now, why was Tim Robbins arrested? What did he do? I don't know. He wasn't there when all this... He wasn't even there. Freaking cops. Like, seriously, right now. Oh, there you go. Okay, he got arrested at the plant. Oh, okay. But okay. instead of taking him straight to jail, they, they decided to, you know, swing by. Yep, they must be. Hey, it hurts. That's how I moved to Florida. Uh, must be in Mayberry. <laughs> you sound a little bit bitter about this movie, sir. Oh, no, no, not at all. No, just say. I mean, I can see, I can sense a lot of resentment, but just, you know. You know what that, you know what that place looks like? What? Have you ever seen Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back? Yes. That looks like the diner they took the chimp into. Oh, that's right. And they, when they went to the oh, when they're that's what that. Yeah. See, I knew it was something. See, I thought it looked like the were, one from the, were at the future, but I Miramar. But I think it was Universal lot. So that might be the same. I knew it was familiar. I know. I, I mean, I'm not the right wavelength as far as movies go, but still. And there comes a trailer for Maximum Mole Drive. Exactly. No Green Goblin at the center of it. <laughs> you know, not to go into segue, but um, weren't you kind of disappointed at the end of Maximum Overdrive? Of why the trailers attacked people and stuff? The reasoning and behind it? Maximum Overdrive, was I disappointed? No. I was disappointed halfway through <laughs> Maximum Overdrive. So I guess I took the movie a little bit more seriously than you did. Probably, yeah. Yeah, yeah I probably did. Okay. Just saying. 
Why does this guy look like a clone of Jeffrey Jones except without a mustache? Was that intentional? May have been. To, to show like two sides, you know, good and evil. There goes Poncherello. The rest of Chips Gang. He looks exactly like Jeffrey Jones without a mustache. It's probably why I was thinking he looked familiar. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He has his, even the same haircut. Jesus. Now, where did they find that? Which one? The uh, that the paraglider right there. Oh, it's you know in a barn somewhere. I'm sure. And why are you letting the duck fly? He doesn't fly, so... How does he know how to fly this thing? You know what? You got this damn paraglider, right? And you couldn't get the handcuffs off Tim Robbins. Well, he's not doing a good job of flying the thing. No. And I guess cop cars weren't updated for 20 years. That cop car looks exactly like a cop car from Mayberry. Like it does. I'll save you, Leah Thompson. Uh huh. Oh, the cheese sandwiches and the toaster oven. There we go. You know, I'd have to say his acting was better in Ferris Bueller. And that's that's pushing it. That's, that's saying a lot. Yeah, it's... What else has he been in? He's been in a lot of movies. Let me, let me, um, well, I'm just, I'm just thinking, I mean, why, why would they pick him to be this villain and just, it's just, yeah. I mean, they had a budget, they had, they had actors to choose from and why this one that just kind of like they're, it's the eighties. All right. There's a lot of, lot of good, goodish, badish, you know, kind of villains. to do. All right. I'm going to, um, I will start from the eighties. He was in Easy Money. Okay. Remington Steel. He was in Amadeus. All right. Transylvania Six Five Thousand. I know you saw that movie. Oh yeah, I love that movie. One of my favorite. The Twilight movies. Zone movie. What was he in Twilight? Uh, let's see. Trying to think Twilight. Amazing Stories. He was in one episode. I love that show. I think everybody was in Amazing Stories one or Twilight. so was I. Uh, <laughs> Oh, he was in Beetlejuice. Yeah, he was the dad in Beetlejuice. Okay, okay. So he kind of he could he could act his way Blue through. Barry Crumb. People was, next I to the Hunter Red October. Yeah, but he had a small small bit, like real small, like two minutes long. I think he was in in uh, Sleepy Hollow too. Yep. Ed Wood. Ed Wood. 
Um, what else oh, was he yeah. in? Maybe a Tim Burton yeah. guy. Okay. No, he was in Batman the Animated Series. He voiced Vinny. Well, whoever Vinny was. Probably thug number two. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> ah, that's great. The Devil's Advocate. He was in that too. Okay. Yeah. Just, yeah. Not a fan. Not a fan. I mean, and, and the ones you're telling me that I liked those movies that he was in, he, it was okay. Like I think Hunt for Red October. Yeah, he he, he was the um, he was the guy at the um, he was the guy at the the sub the sub uh, construction place. And he, he actually has a role in the Deadwood TV movie coming up soon in 2019. Well, so. I think what wasn't wasn't he in the actual TV show? Yeah, he was. So he's gonna be so. I guess he's going to get out of jail and actually do a Deadwood. So good for him. Well, I I think he's been out for a while. I think I think his whole thing was like, like I said, I won't say like six, seven years ago. Well, for what it was, kind of disgusting. Well, so. it it should it should be. I'm not saying you know I'm not excusing what he did. And I think honestly, yeah, that should be longer than than that. It should be longer than he did. I mean, doing that is just yeah. you know to me unforgivable. Just my opinion. Because yeah, I think I think all that happened like right after he did uh, Sleepy Hollow. Yeah, I think that's literally what happened. And of course, he's turning into Doc Brown in this movie. So, well, it is the eighties. There is Leah Thompson. I mean, you, you got to have the the, the tie in. Yes, sir. Somebody's pushing. No, really? Whiplash. <laughs> <laughs> Calling Whiplash. That's great. <laughs> what the hell? I was going to say something, but I can't say it now. Yeah, de- definitely a Back to the Future's uh, influence if I ever saw one. I am not Jack. It's very poltergeisty too. I gotta be honest; those people ran pretty fast. Oh yeah, yeah. like how long was he charging his eyes? Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> gotta love those eighties one-liners. <laughs> Okay, just because you have a hole in your wing, you don't start smoking. Sorry, that's yeah, uh, that's a lie. It never even came close to the engine. No, it never hit the fuel hose. Sorry, if it hit the fuel hose, you'd I, be dead, dude. <laughs> you'd be dead. You'd be you'd be on fire. I call bullshit, dude. I'm sorry. You saw what happened. That shot. That shotgun hit the freaking the top of it. Top of the wing. That was it. Your elevation will be like a little bit lowered. This is a lie right here because the gasoline would you you would both be dead. You'd be on fire. I'm sorry. 
Yeah, relax. Tim Robbins, he's got it. Meat's got it. Oh, yep. Yeah, Meat's got it. And, and, and guess what? The hole in the wing has been patched. Look at that. Wow. Unbelievable. That is what we call Lucas magic right there. Lucas magic, man. Or as we call it, movie magic. Now, why was he gonna go strangle him? Well, because he because he made him he made him drown a little bit. Yeah, but then if he tries to strangle him, the, the whole thing crashes. They both are dead. You know, this reminds me. You know, <laughs> as I always say, like these when I see these scenes, the scenery. I'm often reminded of 80s movies, and I'm thinking of Real Genius right now for some reason. Really? Yeah. That's a movie we should definitely do. I mean, oh, yeah. Real Genius. That's, is good. That, that's not even a movie that I want to leave for like the poll. I just want to like do it just for us, just to throw it out there because I, I love that movie. Well, well, that one, and uh, did you remember uh, My Science Project? Yes. Yes. That's fun. Yeah. But honestly, what I keep seeing here is, is I see the Blues Brothers. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah very and, and, and again, again, Landis. Landis should have been should be doing this. You know, I think you're, you've been screaming that the whole movie, and you're right. I mean, just everything. I agree with you. Like the first minute, you told me about it. Yeah, I mean, everything just screams Landis at this point. The the car chases, the the sci fi, the 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 humor of it just screams Landis. Landis. What is Glandis doing now? Is he retired? You know, I don't. I don't even. I don't know. I don't I know. Last movie. Look up John Landis because John Landis directed one of my favorite videos of all time. If you people didn't know that, is the Michael Jackson thriller. Of course, you millennials wouldn't know who that guy is. So, but if you want to look him up, Michael Jackson, you know the guy that Bruno Mars is basically based off of, copied. Well, I say I, I always took Bruno Mars as more of a Prince ripoff than. Uh, I always took. I th- maybe he's a hybrid of both. Uh, I, I took a more more Prince and a uh, Morris Day actually. Really? Well, you think about it. I mean, you you think about. Um... But he has some mic in him. But I could. I, wow, Landis is really. Uh, you know what? <laughs> he hasn't done much, and what he's done you know what is. He, <sighs> you know what? I've done a good job with this movie too. Besides uh, Landis, Burton, Ivan, Ivan Reitman. Ivan could have done, yeah, yeah. Well, I think again, Ivan again, Reitman could have done it because he could add that horror element, like the first Ghostbusters. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, because it's got that Ghostbusters feel to it. Yeah, yeah. it does. That's, that's what I was thinking of, and you, you kept throwing that out. I was like, hmm. Let me touch Leah Thompson, please. Sorry. The last movie John Landis did was a, it's called Wrestling Isn't Wrestling, a 2015 short film 
written and directed by Max Landis, released on YouTube, and the film retells, you're going to love this one, the story of WWE professional wrestling Triple H. Really? Yes. I think I'll have to look that up after this. You gotta send me the link to that. And like Landis's Landis? tw- 2012 short, The Death and Return of Superman, consists of scripts monologue of Landis. Wow. You know, really? speaking of La- Max Landis is out there, but he his scripts, they make it to Hollywood, which is kind of crazy. If you ever get a chance, kids, look him up on YouTube. Max Landis, the guy is a big super geek, too. I mean, really? I mean, John stopped really doing a lot of stuff. The last slasher, maybe? The Lost World? Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, a TV show? I mean, he he pretty much kind of backed out of uh, doing movies. In the the nineties and early two thousands, he he kind of sporadically did it, but it was usually, you know, usually doing um, like my little bit directing and some producing. Oh, he did one of my probably one of my favorite movies of all time, Spies Like Us. Just yes, just, yes. I mean, I mean, really, if you look at Landis, he did uh, he did that, mo- he did most that, of my eighties movies. Movie to watch. I mean, besides. Uh, Ghostbusters and stuff, but that Spies Like Us. <laughs> this is like, that was sweet. That was quick. And that is the same machine gun that Jesse Ventura used in the first Predator movie, by the way. I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it is. So now I have to look that up. Wrestling isn't wrestling. It's, it's basically a story of Triple H. Interesting. I, I, got I, had friend, no, yeah. I, got, I got a friend of mine who's a uh, independent wrestler. He's a huge Triple H mark, so I got to tell him about well, that. I mean, uh, sorry for you folks that aren't Triple H fans, but yeah, I mean, Triple H is really, I mean, you got to realize he was trained and in, in, in groomed by Killer Kowalski. Killer right? Kowalski, I mean, man. One, probably one of, the, one of the best wrestlers through the 70s, and he, he was trained by him. So if whatever you have to say about Triple H and his marrying – into certain things, Triple H was still a great wrestler in a in a, in a student of the of the wrestling game and literally, yeah, literally, he, he, literally. I mean, he calls himself the game, but you know, he is a student. He of is, the game. yeah. That's not bullshit. <laughs> and and he is one of those ones, one of those few guys during that time frame. He didn't drink, didn't do drugs, didn't do steroids. He what he did was straight up just worked out and learned and understood the the psychology of wrestling so yeah that, if you ever get a chance to watch there's a documentary they they had of him when he got injured the first time when he tore his quad oh yeah they have like if you ever get a chance watch that like for it, it talks about his whole year that he moved to Alabama and all he's doing is rehabbing and working out and he was miserable but he had a goal and when he came back to MSG cuz i remember watching that raw when he came back and i was never a triple h guy until after i saw that raw and then after that, I followed him ever since. Heel or face. That means good guy or bad guy, if you don't know wrestling terminology, kids. I mean, I, I was following him just a little bit before he got injured, because I was like, yeah, okay, so same thing. Going I was on like, kind of like a fair weather trip, and I, I was like, yeah, okay, he's okay. I was more to ECW back then. <laughs> That's great. Great. 
you know they never released any any toys or or anything. No, they never did. I, I was looking them up too. The only thing they really released for this is they did a the typical back in the eighties, folks. Any movie that came out, they released a magazine. Usually, you would have some like uh, fold out posters that you can you can hang on your wall um, for the movies, and they kind of did that normal thing. But they released a eight hundred number where you could call, and uh, the guy that did the voice of Howard, he would talk about adventures that they did. And that was about really all they were they they did. I mean, there was nothing else past that. And you would think, you know, a movie that is based off of, a, you know, a Marvel character, they would at least do something, you know, a toy or they, they did release a video game. Did yes, they? They did. It was on the uh, the Commodore 64. Ooh, damn. That's a deep cut there, Mike. And uh, it was it had nothing to do with the movie. <laughs> it, it, he, of course, like, like every game that came out back then. Every, yeah, I was, I, was talking, I was looking at something and somebody's like, oh, yeah, they came out with a game that had nothing to do with that. I was like, did any game that came out in the mm. 80s for a movie have to do with the movie itself? Never. The Goonies, I, I, I played the Goonies game. That had nothing to do with the fucking Goonies. <laughs> I played the Goonies game, too. I had the Goonies game. That was for like uh, my, my Nintendo. Yeah, uh, you had you had E.T. E.T. had, you know, E.T. was on Atari. Had nothing to do with that. But uh, yeah, no, it was like he was on an island and he had to escape this lava-filled island. I mean, which but it looked fun. I mean, one of the videos I saw of it looked really fun. And honestly, the um, the eight hundred number, the 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 calls that that you could listen to, those are actually on YouTube still. You can actually, yeah, they they've got those on YouTube. I'll have to maybe uh, link those up to uh, on the Facebook page. You guys can check yeah, you those should, out. You should. You should definitely should. Good to see that Tim Robbins and Leah Thompson recovered after this movie to have good, solid careers. Even Jeffrey Jones. Well, I don't know about Leah Thompson so much. What did she do after this? What'd she do? Well, oh, she did. She had Carolina in the City. Okay, I take that back. She did have a a, a sitcom role. Jeffrey Jones sort of, uh, yeah, we won't talk to that one. But Tim Robbins turned into a, you know, know, an Oscar nominated. I don't think he ever won, but I think he was Oscar nominated. Yeah, that's what you said to the judge. The evil's not inside me anymore. <laughs> you perv. <laughs> the Dark Overlord. She's been doing a lot of directing. That's what I'm that? looking at right now. What's that? She's doing a lot of directing right now. Yeah, yeah, no, I know she went directing, but I think a lot of directing. I think the last thing she actually did was uh, the the Carolina and City. And I, I don't think that lasted too long. I think it was like four or five uh, uh, seasons. Oh yeah, Jane Doe, Ed. Oh really? Okay, okay. Yeah, Carolina City. She, that's where she did most of her episodes. How many? How many seasons was she on? I'm thinking like four to five. Uh, five ninety okay. ninety seven episodes. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's about right. Almost at a hundred, she would have made like a bank yeah. for syndication. So, okay, now this is straight Ghostbusters right here, big time. Like Ghostbusters, and, and if Men in Black ever came out in the eighties, right here.
and it looks like a bad uh, the mummy returns with the rock <laughs> i was just thinking yeah oh, straight up scorpion, scorpion king, king. Yeah. <laughs> of course they'd never learned their lesson because uh my dad the sarge yeah he was watching Scorpion King five the other day. I'm like, oh, really? oh God, he he went that far back. Wow. No, it's <laughs> funny because out of all the movies he likes, my dad is you know Sergeant Vietnam vet, all yeah. that good stuff. But he loves bad movies, and he's for some reason he loves the Scorpion King series. And I, I'm not talking about the one with the Rock in it. I'm talking about the ones after the Rock left. Well, like like with a uh, Couture and uh, yeah, yeah. Couture and all those guys. And well, it, like, I think it was the second one after the Rock, or the or the first one right directly after the Rock when he was like the the young Scorpion King. I, I'm yes. trying to remember who was that. That one I'm okay. I, I like I enjoyed that one. That was kind of fun. The but one, I guess they they replaced that actor, or he's the same actor, just older, I guess. And yeah, he keeps watching him and. And of course, it makes no continuity with the, no, with the Scorpion no, King not movie at all. At all. Nope. Like, because instead of him becoming bad, he's still a good guy. I'm like, but when does he become bad? Well, we never really saw, except in the in the kind of the monologue for uh, for the episode two for the Mummy Returns. That's the only time we see him go bad is during the monologue thing that you know he he does this. But do you remember his one line? He, oh. This is, hey, this is what created his uh, movie stardom. Two lines. Yeah, because he only said two lines in the movie. And he got a movie career out of it. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Haku Mashente. That's it. Yes, that's it. <laughs> and, and, and now, and now we, we we're, uh, we're relegated to at least two to three movies of The Rock every year. Hey, but you know what? I'll actually watch him in the movies. He's actually entertaining. So most of them, yes. I, I'm kind of losing my my interest in the uh, the 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 five, the Fast and the Five, or whatever the Fast and the the in the old. I'm gonna, right I'm gonna watch it. Hobbs and Shaw. That looks pretty uh, good. I just uh, there's there's too much in there. I'm kind of like, ugh. ugh, no, not that one. Oh, not that one. You got Roman in there now. Yeah, but it's gonna be a cameo. It's not gonna be in the whole movie. Uh, no, he looks like he's in. A good, Come on, let it go. Looks like he's in a good portion of that one. Just saying. Uh, no, he's not. It's probably towards the end. It, he, they go to Hawaii to get weapons, and he's in there. I've seen. I in the trailer, I saw at least it's five times. He was that's there. gonna be the last act of the movie. And it's you know, and you know, he's gonna do a Superman punch. You, 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 I expect you, it. You already know that. You know it's gonna happen. Like Triple H when he did the pedigree in Blade Trinity, so it's okay. Well, yeah, 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 that one did. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> but, but my 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 issue is is was he out for Luke for leukemia or was he out filming this movie? Oh, he had leukemia. Like, I, look, I I believe he had uh, leukemia. I'm not gonna sit there and say he lied about it. That's if you bullshit about cancer, that's gonna come back. Uh, it is, it is. But at the same time, he say. was like, probably I, filming. I, don't, I, don't, I do not want to believe that he bullshitted that. But he wasn't. So, he, but he wasn't gone long enough. I to, know. I know. Look, he wasn't. The only time he was gone, enough, he came back. I I understand. Like just, the timing is just saying. It looks. It looks bad. I oh, know. Yeah, but, it looks bad. But you know, the true believer in me, as far as that's concerned, like because I know people who have had cancer. I just, I want to believe that was real. Oh, and this is where he's faced with a choice. That's the hero's choice. Yep. He just ducked himself. 
Why does that look so familiar? Oh, that looks oh. just like the satellite going up on Endor. <laughs> Shockingly similar. Very. <laughs> well, I guess it's the end of the Dark Overlords. You know, I got to say, this movie is awful. <laughs> but it's not as awful as the movie that we did before. Just saying. Or, you, you know, know, if you want to compare apples to like really bad apples, <laughs> like, like bruised and beaten apples. Yes. <laughs> That's the comparison I would use. Like I said, I mean, you watch this and you, there's potential. You can see it. No, there's a lot of potential. Right I think there. you were right what you said about like Landis. Like Landis would have added like a little, just his touch. Even Reitman would have added some touch, but you have to you have to take it as an adult movie, and just and take it as that it that it's sarcastic about the world, and that's I mean you just have to don't take it serious, don't take it to heart. Hello, Howard. I'm the Doctor. <laughs> I gotta admit, I got I got a little chuckle after that. <laughs> oh, here it comes, folks. Here it comes. The eighties generic music. Yeah, but Awesome music. Howard the Duck. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so now they got famous with Howard the Duck as their manager now? You know how they got famous, Mike? Because she has a keytar now. A Kelvin. That, well, that's, that, that's going to sell it every time. And shoulder pads. Shoulder pads. And that. Man, Leah Thompson is going to be a cool grandmother. To... Attach the soundtrack to the link to, to this movie, by the way, on a Facebook page. Do we really want to do that to everybody? Yes, <laughs> we do. And of course, shenanigans. Every time I think of that stone rising, what do I think of? Spinal tap. Oh, yeah. Stonehenge. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, he has his own little, looks like Marty McFly's guitar, don't you think so? A little bit. Yeah, I would go with Marty, yeah. You know, honestly, after watching this, I I think, honestly, John Lovitz would have probably been the best voice for uh, Howard. Ooh, 
Good pull, Mike. I mean, just just thinking of the start because I'm thinking like the critic. If you remember the critic, yeah, the, the snarkiness, the attitude. Hello, I fuck him. Yeah, <laughs> I, I could definitely. And, and he and he was around during the '80s, so I think it would be a good a good match. He's going insane. I'm going to make millions. <laughs> I just keep remembering him from the wedding singer. <laughs> <laughs> We'll do the wedding singer one day. Oh, maybe, maybe it might be fun. Duck, duck. See if see if Ben can find this for us. I wish. <laughs> if Ben can find all the cheesy '80s music soundtracks, dude, I'm down. He's he's down. He's just missing that one. That one that you and I keep asking for. He is. He is yet which to one, find. Which one is that that he, that he can't yet, find? Yet to find the touch. Oh, he's got a. Oh, yeah. We're. We're. I. I know. I've seen karaoke one time, and somebody had, it, and I. And I. I thought it was the old karaoke host that that used to be there, but um, it wasn't be, it. because you I know had, what. Yeah. There's another. There's another movie got throw on the list too. There's a lot we have to do. Oh, there. There is. Yeah, we got time. Trust me. We got. We're gonna build up here, folks. Yeah. This is just a. This is the beginning. Yeah. This is just like a little segue into the world, which, you know, thank to you, thanks to you guys that your downloads and your likes and all that stuff that we're still able to do this stuff because we like doing it, honestly. Honestly, yeah. No, it's funny. Yeah, we were uh, I, I have to be honest, I was originally kind of iffy about it, but you know, this is this has turned into Kane's baby. Um Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it kind of has. It, it, it was an idea that, we, that I threw out a long time ago, and I kept pushing you and pushing you and pushing you and pushing like, you and pushing you. You know what? I, I will never say no. We're going to give something a shot. Let's see what happens. And then, and then finally you're like, okay, let's give it a shot. And now we're just, what is this, our sixth? Fifth? Uh, fifth, I think. Yeah, this fifth, will be fifth. number five. Yeah. Yeah, five. So we're we're slowly building up the double digits. So. And, and guess what? We have now finally done our first Marvel movie. So guess what, folks? We're just going to keep growing and doing more and more Marvel movies. So maybe yeah. one day we'll actually hit the uh, hit the end game one, which I mean, that's a three maybe we'll one. hit Ooh. the good one someday. Who knows? Or, or, Who knows? or maybe we'll do the uh, the the eighties nineties uh, Captain America. <laughs> we have to do the eighties nineties uh, TV uh, movies, straight for TV movies, Captain America. Oh, the one that's the ones we have to do. If we if we do the motorcycle helmet. If we do those, uh, we we may actually have to uh, jump into the uh, do do the uh, Thor and Hulk uh, from the seventies with oh, the and the, <laughs> oh man, those are some those are some rough ones. So, wow. But I think next week, folks, we are not going to drop a poll for you guys. The next go round, uh, we're going to go ahead and do something for us, one of our movies, one of our choices. Um, but then after that, we're going to go ahead and drop it right back out to you guys. But we're gonna we're Kane and I are gonna sit down. We we wanna there's a movie we wanna do and we just wanna, you know, get more serious into something that is more in our vein of what we've been talking about. Um, pretty much. Yeah. I would have to I would agree with Captain Mike. Um we're gonna keep offering these polls as you guys to vote on them. We love it, by the way. We love your choices and the votes and all that stuff. Please yes. keep it coming. Well, well some, of, some of us really love them. <laughs> next one we're gonna we're going to go to like a personal choice, just yeah. like, you know, just something for us, you know, just that we want to do. And, and honestly, Mike and I, we've been talking for a long time, but just doing a lot of movies, not only the silly ones and the goofy ones, but just like ones that we could just sit down there and critique and, and be in awe of instead of just, you know, hating on it for like two hours. So. 
So, folks, this will be uploaded here shortly. We, uh, You guys can't find us again on our HeroesAsylum.com page. Uh, I will be. I'm trying to do it. I haven't gotten a chance to do it yet. What I'm trying to do is break up these movies and actually have a link on the page to just the Midnight Movie Reviews. And then our standard podcasts are on a different page. So that way you guys can kind of bounce back and forth. We're going to try to divide it up. This is an attempt to grow the network. Well, hopefully we will have a Heroes Asylum network here shortly. Uh, More projects are kind of in the works being kicked around. And uh, so we're going to kind of do that. We're still going to, it's still going to be on the main Heroes Asylum feed, wherever you get your podcast from. But if you guys get your podcast from our website and you listen and and download from there, I'm going to, trying to work on it to where I can divide them up and you can go straight to the Heroes Asylum for, you know, us on our weekly one or our, you know, every other week. So, uh, for the movies, but yeah, like I said, it's, it's a growing network and, uh, there's more to come. Trust me. Speaking of growing, I'm going to, I'm going to try in the next couple of weeks to do more Instagram stuff and Twitter stuff. Um, I had some issues with the Instagram. It wasn't linked correctly to the account. So I'll have to apologize but um, in the future weeks, I'm going to start doing more stuff on Instagram videos of comics, movies, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, look for that. Yes. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully we're we're going to be delving a little bit more into comic books. That's something uh, that Kane and I have been talking yes, about. Actually, so. we there's a couple of comics that have come out recently that yeah. I really want to talk about, yeah. especially to Mike. <laughs> yeah, there's a few oh, that have been coming out. There's, so. there's, there's a couple. There's no, there's more than a couple. I'm just saying the, um, there's one I haven't read yet, which Mike has been urging me and nudging me to death to read. But but there's one that I've actually taken his um his opinion on, and I like a lot. It's actually a little bit of an older comic book, probably about a year, maybe two. Yeah, but, but, yeah about two. I think, yeah, yeah I think about, about a year two? or two. Yeah. But like I said, guys, we're going to keep growing. Everything's going to be dropping a little bit quicker now. So, um Make sure you guys do check in on the website. Like I said, that it will link you over to our Facebook page um, and then uh, everything else. So, you know, Kane, go ahead and uh, give give us your uh, your rundown. Twitter, Instagram, Heroes Asylum at the Heroes Asylum. And of course, as always, we have the Facebook page. The Facebook page is going to be our main page of contact right now. And as I've always said, and I will always say before, there is no webmaster. There is no guy in India or China or Asia or anywhere else or the moon who actually takes care of our Facebook page. It's actually me and Captain Mike. We're on there regularly posting, sharing all the likes, posting just actually just daily news and stuff that are thoughts in our mind, movies. So please contact us there, you know, and share and like the videos, especially because, um, as Mike said, we're growing, we're sharing, we're doing new stuff every single day. And we're kind of mad scientists. We come up with new ideas every week. So if you have any opinions of movies we can do, comics, movies, please offer and share on the Heroes Asylum Facebook page. Mike. All right, folks, we will see you here soon. We will be uh, dropping an, uh, an episode next Wednesday, like we always do. And remember, folks sweaty forever get to the asylum <laughs>